joining me again today, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. It sounds like you have a new um, walk-up song, Bill. Yeah, I asked him to do Mandisa this morning just to see what that would feel like. I'm getting a little tired of Huey Lewis, and uh, I need new walk-up <laughs> How music. can you get tired of Huey Lewis? <laughs> I'm sorry. Now the zip line. Now, now that people are going to like text in, they're going to just go wild. Yeah, yeah I, I well, think maybe, so. Maybe we should have uh, people text in and say, here's the music Bill should have. As his walk oh, no. up for the show. No, because Eeyore doesn't really have a song. Eeyore doesn't. Oh, that's right. I'm Bummer Bill. This is Bummer <laughs> Bill Wednesday. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. You are no longer Bummer Bill. Uh, that we're just adopting a whole new, a whole new persona today. All right, you and I right. are going to talk about uh, a passage of scripture. Tell us what passage of scripture we're talking about and why we're talking about it today. Uh, we are talking about uh, Deuteronomy 10, uh, or 8, verses uh, 10 through 18. And that's where we are going to find out Moses' instruction about wealth, humility, and business ownership. And that's an article that I have out at BibleandBusiness.com. Uh, you know, I can read this or you can read this. Uh, I don't know if we want to take the time to do that here on the air, but... Uh, what would you like yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah, man, read it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, 10 through 18. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build the fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and your flocks grow large, your silver and gold increase, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You know, he led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and to test you so that in the end it might go well with you. Now you may say to yourself, my power and my strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. I love this passage of scripture. There and just just so you know, there are people who are asking right now. They are googling: Is the Hard Rock Cafe uh, named after this passage of scripture? I don't know the answer to that question, but I know that the question has been provoked by your reading of this. Oh, really? I, I've never yeah. heard that. I've never heard that before. There you go. So that's that's, be, I, that's what I'm here for, Bill. I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to put totally extraneous thoughts in people's heads that will lead them to research something today that brings. Uh, regular everyday life into contact with the eternal, trying to gain an eternal perspective on things. All right. God is trying to give us here an eternal perspective um, on wealth, because clearly what's happening in this passage of Scripture is the expectation of, of fine houses and full tummies and big herds and flocks and silver and gold being multiplied. I mean, there's wealth is in view here. So talk about what you see in this passage of Scripture um, and how it, it instructs us in these areas of life. Well, I see Moses understanding that uh, before Israel gets to the land of milk and honey, 
he sees into the future and he can see the fact that once they get there and like you said, their bellies are full and they've got money and they got fine houses and boy, the economy's doing well and, uh, you know, things are kind of calmed down that they're going to become proud, that, that the main temptation for them is going to become pride to forget God and to say, you know what? I did this. I built this. I did that. And uh, that pride Moses sees as a real danger to the health and the vitality of the of the church and of the uh, community. Uh, and so he is warning them here uh, that when you have eaten, I mean, there are seven things here. You've eaten, you're satisfied, you built fine houses, you settled down, your business is going well, you have more money, and all that you're doing is multiplying. Uh, boil that down to common English. Everything you touch turns to gold. Uh, boy, the temptation to become proud and forget the Lord are going to be very, very evident for you, and you need to be on guard against that. And and I keep coming back to this, Carmen. Does that not sound like the United States of America? In like January. In January? <laughs> this is this part of the creative process? <laughs> no, right? In January of 2020, were we not oh, like I fat see. and happy and satisfied and living in our fine homes and going through our routines and, you know, counting our flocks and our herds and, uh, you know, and putting away our silver and gold into barns and, you know, and and then taking all the credit for ourselves as if this were an economy that we grew and we did this ourselves and like, right? We, instead of remembering that uh, all of the honor and glory are due to the Lord, it's his land. Um, you know, this land is not our land. This land is his right. land. Um, we are not self-made. We are God-made. Um, and in many, many cases and ways, we have forgotten God in so many parts of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, you listen to the politicians and they all take credit for a great economy and they all blame each other for a bad economy. And you listen to uh, both sides of the political spectrum. And the number one thing people are often after is a great economy, because then that means we're, we're a successful nation. And I just wonder when we're going to realize that a successful nation is much more than just a good economy. It's how we treat each other. It's what we're accomplishing to, to uh, take care of the poor and the sick and the elderly and to do things that um, <clears throat> further the kingdom of God. I, I, you just don't hear that very much in our political discourse. Now, you may hear it from one side of the aisle more than you hear it from the other side, but neither side is as interested in really serving those who need help as much as they are in making sure that they are shoring up their base so that they can get reelected. Okay, I've written down... Um... Do I do I use the word blessed or do I use the word successful? We're going to talk about that when we come back because I'm just springing yeah. that on Bill this morning. It's part um, of the gonna... creative process, right? <laughs> it is. It's, part, it's, it's called a conversation for a reason. It is. All right. So we're going to talk about what we see in this passage um, in terms of the things about which we need to be careful, the temptations that are unmasked, and then, um, you know, how to how to look forward positively even as we are remembering what God has done. So do you think about yourself as being blessed or do you think about yourself as being successful? And what's the difference? You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm with Bill English and we'll be right back. Nobody wants to be my friend. What's a donkey to do? Nobody wants 
to be my friend Except for Winnie the Pooh Okay, so come to find out there is an Eeyore song. Paul, <laughs> 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 oh, 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 you just earned your entire year's salary right yeah, there. I want you to know. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Okay. Woo! Regaining, <clears throat> regaining composure. Um, there is an Eeyore song. Oh, can that please be built? English is... No, that doesn't oh, sound like a... No, on. it's so oh. cute. Well, now it's so cute. It's not true of you at all, but it's such a cute little song. All right, so... Oh, I love it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Oh, Very you're nice. quite welcome. Very nice. you, you, you guys Ooh. put the challenge up. I had to grab it. You know, I had to. You know, I feel like maybe part of our role, Bill, in your life is the humility portion. Oh, really? You're so well, I don't know, right? I mean, just, just saying, like, right. <laughs> All right, we are talking wealth, humility, and business ownership this morning with Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. We are talking about Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 to 18. Um, he is not an Eeyore, but he is so kind to let us tease him. Um, okay, so, Bill, back to this yes. passage of Scripture. Um, yes. We are uh, encouraged to be careful. Let's talk about the things about which we're encouraged to be careful. And then let's talk about uh, both the temptations to sin. Um, and in my view, is sort of like what the remedy, what the remedy verses are here. Yeah, a great way to put that, actually. Uh, the careful parts uh, were, were three things. Uh, praise the Lord. Be careful to praise the Lord for the good land that he has given you. Uh, in business, that would be raw materials. Uh, and be careful, secondly, to not forget about God. In other words, keep him in your view. Uh, from a Brother Lawrence perspective, practice the presence of Jesus. And uh, thirdly, be careful to continue to obey his commands. Uh, even though we're doing well <clears throat> and we're satisfied and we have nice houses and all that, let's still be careful to obey his commands. And again, the temptations to sin here when you do well, uh, financially is to become proud and to forget the Lord. And uh, that's that's something that I think everybody in business faces at one time or another. Success is a much more difficult trial than failure, in my estimation. Absolutely. I, I, there's no question about that. And um, yeah. so I think that the what I wrote what I wrote down there is when and how, in what ways do I take credit for what God has done? Because for me, that's really kind of the difference between understanding that I'm blessed, that God's the one who's prepared and advanced the good works for me to do. He's the one who has, whose grace is all sufficient, who has, you know, every good gift has come from the Father above. Um, and so I view myself as blessed. I mean, I have been a good steward of those gifts, talents, and abilities. I haven't just gone and buried them out of fear, but I have, um, you know, sought to make them productive, not just so that I might be blessed, but so that others might be blessed as well. And so I'm wondering, Bill, if that connection or disconnect, maybe, between understanding ourselves to be successful and understanding ourselves to be blessed is a part of this conversation. Yeah, because, yeah, in fact, you uh, you hit the nail on the head when you alluded to Matthew 25, where the wicked servant went and buried his uh, talent in the, in the ground, so to speak, so that he could give it back to the master when the master returned. Um, the, 
way I, the way I look at it, Carmen, is this: is that God gives us an awful lot to be successful, but we have to make choices consistent with His commands in order to experience His blessings, and that's the successful. That's our part in that in that success equation, if I can put it that way. So um, God comes along and he gives us the raw materials. Uh, here it says he gives us the ability to produce wealth. And then in Matthew 25, in that, in that parable of, of the talents, it says that the master gave talents to each servant according to his ability. And so God gives us the ability to do things. He gives us the talents to do things. He gives us the opportunities and the raw materials to do things. We have to make the choice to actually do those things so that we can experience God's blessing. And to me, it's it's a cooperative effort. But the blessing of God is both ambient, it's contextual, and it's also integrated into what we're doing at the same time, if that makes any sense. I don't know if it does. It makes sense no, it makes, to me. No, it, def- it definitely does. It definitely makes sense. All right, so echoes of Matthew 25, as we are reading Deuteronomy 8, those are good um, texts to have in conversation with one another. I would actually uh, turn that around, and I would say that when we're reading Matthew 25, we ought to be, we, we should be having this echo effect from Deuteronomy 8. And yes, I, yes. I do, well, I mean, I, I just think that those of us who are New Testament readers, if we are not also students of the Old Testament, we don't hear all the echoes of the Old Testament in the New Testament that God intends for us to hear, which is part of this remembering business. If we don't know it, if we're not in it, if I'm not in the Word every day, um, I don't even know Uh, the things that are true about God over time, in order that I can lift them up in my memory um, and have them serve as a salve in, you know, in the day in which I now live. And so what we got to do is learn about both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And as we do that, we will begin to see how God has woven this entire tapestry of, of a narrative about how he's going to bring us back to himself and uh, and in the process, redeem uh, all that has been, um, how I say, depraved because of sin. <laughs> yeah, it's all going to get redeemed. It's all going to get redeemed. It is. Um, it's all going to get redeemed, and the chaff is going to get thrown out. So, Amen. All right, you and I have to leave it right there. Uh, but you're going right. to enjoy, hey, you're going to enjoy my next conversation. This is a dude you would really like. His name's David Chadwick. Oh, yeah. yeah, he lives in Charlotte. He is definitely a dude you would like. So, um, you know, so hang with us. All right, I will. Thanks. That's Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Check it out. We'll be right back.